0: Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming to you with a new episode of Talking Football. Uh, NFL has canceled the preseason, at least part of it. A supplemental draft has been changed. Are fans going to be allowed into the game? That we don't know. Changes are going on in the college football tailgating world. The new stadiums are being finished in Vegas and Los Angeles. The Chris Jones and Yannick Ngakwe situation. The story that has just been making its rounds on social media, thank God for it, Mr. Jay Cutler. And then, ladies and gentlemen, this weekend is the 4th of July, so here is our second annual Wiffleball team, the Talking Football Wiffle Ball team, is what we are going to be doing today. Mr. Treese, how are we doing today? We
1: are doing fantastic. Why? Because I love the 4th of July. It's fantastic. I love to get... The Traeger out yeah i'm gonna call it out do we have a sponsorship not yet we don't but we're going to eventually and you want to know what i love getting that out for the family smoking up some meat uh getting i always play wiffle ball which we'll get to that you know the whole thing outside fireworks the whole shebang and it's going to be fantastic and you know Little I'm very upset that today's our last episode for a week since we are on vacation next week. So we're gonna bring we're gonna bring the energy. We're gonna bring the fire today. Yeah, uh just talking about bringing the fire. Have us fourth of July.
0: I like yeah. the way you did that. I Don't know if you did it on purpose, but that was pretty good, along with the Traeger, the old Traeger Grill. Uh, for sure.
1: Hey, sorry, I got one thing. Um hey, if we have any new listeners today, welcome. Uh, welcome to the party. Uh we uh sure, maybe Maybe you think that we don't have a, a lot of good takes. Maybe you think we don't watch all the football games. I don't know. Uh, if None of you guys get don't get this. Uh, AC decided to get in a little bit of a battle yesterday on Twitter with the fan, and uh, he had the audacity to say that we didn't watch, mainly you. I don't know why I said we. You didn't watch every game. Uh, fun fact, we do. Uh, listen to, back to our episodes. We watched every single game last year. We watched a lot of football. Yeah, uh, I
0: legitimately watched every game last year. I got a whole notebook with notes from every single game starting from week one. I mean, this is what we did. That's what all of talking football was last season was talking football. Uh, my Lamar Jackson takes started from the beginning of the year. Like, hey, he's thrown four or five touchdowns this game. They were all wide freaking open. That's not impressive to me. It is not impressive to me that you are making the right read and hitting the open receiver. Now, if you have to make something happen and you're thrown on the run, great. If you have to zip the ball across the field on an out route or a crossing route inside of a zone, and you put it right on the money to give your guy an opportunity to catch it, awesome. All the praise in the world. Guess who did that? Michael Vick. Guess who's not doing that? Lamar Jackson. Raven fans don't want to hear it. He's the greatest thing they've seen in a while. I bet the same, the same thing about Joe Flacco when he went on the Super Bowl run. What happened after that? The guy became known as the dude who just stood in the pocket, and when the pocket collapsed, he got sacked. You bring in Lamar Jackson, a guy that can run, that's awesome. I love it. If Lamar Jackson can, can continue to develop as a passer and make every throw on the field, I will say that I was wrong. I have no problem admitting that at all. But when you come at me and you say, what about this throw or that throw or this throw or that throw, and they're all the same freaking throw for 74, 75 seconds, I'm not going to be impressed. Yeah, he drops the ball over the top. Guess what? That means the defender is underneath. That is open in the NFL. That is an open receiver in the NFL. I'm glad he can hit that throw. If he couldn't, we'd be having a lot tougher conversation, and he wouldn't be the MVP. You want to compare stats to Michael Vick? I wasn't comparing stats at all. Michael Vick throwing was not very good in the NFL stat-wise, but if you also go back and look, he never really had anybody to freaking throw to. He didn't have any all-pro receivers. He didn't have a good offensive line. Hell, I don't even know if they had a good running back. It was Michael Vick. Then he gets in trouble, sits out a couple years, comes back, earns his way to a starter in Philadelphia. Hey, he's got some receivers. He's got LaShawn McCoy. He's got Jeremy Macklin. He's got Deshaun Jackson. He's got Brent Selleck as a tight end. He, you give him weapons, holy crap. He's actually a pretty good quarterback. No shit. You want to look at the Ravens? They have about six tight ends that can be starters. Two of them have already gone, or one of them's already gone on another team. They have an outstanding offensive line. They have a great running attack. Michael Vick didn't have that. If Lamar Jackson can continue to develop as a passer, I will say I'm wrong but right now, I don't think I am. He's in his second year in his career, and defenses are realizing if we just play over the top and force him to make tough throws in a zone or in man coverage with our safeties over the top, he's probably not going to be as good. Go to the playoff loss. 60 passes. You threw 60 times and you still didn't win? Say whatever you want about the rest of the team, the receivers, if they dropped it or not, you threw 60 times. Out of those 60 passes, nothing came out of it? That's where I'm just like, eh, you're just a Ravens fan. And don't come at me for being a Chiefs fan, because if you're going to come at me for being a Chiefs fan, you would probably think I have a good idea of what a good passing quarterback looks like. Lamar Jackson is not that
1: at all. Ran over. Ran over. Uh,. So you and I are – I mean, I agree with everything you just said, but you also know that I've been a Lamar Jackson fan for a while. So, I mean, we've gone over this multiple times on why I chose them and how I was so high on him last year. Um, I do think that he improved. I think he is improving. But I also am with you that arm talent-wise, arm talent-wise, Michael Vick is better. Not, say, not saying that he's not going to be in his career. Lamar Jackson has the potential. Again, he's like 21 years old. He has the potential yeah. to be an all-time great, right? I'm, we're not saying that. We're, I'm just saying what Vic could do with his arm was special. That's all we're saying. So. Yeah, that's all I was trying to say.
0: And, yeah. boy, Ravens fans were not having it. If you're a Ravens fan listening to this, shoot, let me know your thoughts. You just heard me go on a rant for about two or three, four, I don't know how long it was, minutes. Yeah. Let me know what you think. Yeah. I I love engagement. I'm not going to be a douchebag. I'm not an asshole. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But with yeah. this, I'm going to talk about what I see, and this is what I see right now. Now that we're For seven sure. minutes into the
1: episode, let's get into some trees Let's do it. <clears throat> All right. There are three players in NFL history, NFL history, that have had 200-plus tackles, 10-plus sacks— 25 pass breakups within their first three seasons in the NFL. Can you tell me who these two players are? In the first three seasons of their career? Yep. And I know that's a wide – ready. how about we go like this? They are both still active right now.
0: Um. Let's go ahead and say uh, Jalen Ramsey. Nope. Marshawn Lattimore. Nope. And these are DBs or
1: safeties, linebackers? They are all over. The two are all over the map. They are defensive players.
0: Uh, Okay. Uh, Tyron Matthew.
1: No. Damn. Uh. And two of them are still active? Both of them are still active, right? Because we're only talking about two players.
0: Oh, I thought you said three.
1: No, two players. Oh, hey, that makes it a little bit better. Okay, cool. Um.
0: Okay, I'm thinking of Richard Sherman. No. What? Darius you Slay.
1: Blitz. No. I mean, you got to think of guys that can hit the quarterback. 10 plus sacks? Jesus. Jamal Adams isn't one of them? Jamal Adams is one of them. Okay. I'm
0: um, thinking of other. And you said Tyron Matthew wasn't. Um. Okay, he's another blitzing safety. Big name kid, I'm assuming.
1: Huge name guy.
0: Huge name guy. This is going to be great. Okay, Jamal Adams. It's not Tyron
1: Matthew. You said no to that. It's not Tyron Matthew. It is not not the Honey Badger. It is not a Kansas City Chief. I know you want this to be a Kansas City Chief. It's not the
0: landlord.
1: It's not the landlord. This player has never played for the Chiefs
0: okay um okay so I'm going through the AFC East Patriot's it's not gonna be Stephen Gilmore Jets it is Jamal Adams bills um it's not mr. Hyde nope okay uh it's not gonna be anybody from Miami
1: hey becauseka Fitzpatrick no he he's only been in the like two years not three years um but let me kind of guide you in a direction why do you think it has to be a safety
0: well i'm sitting here thinking 25 pass breakups with 10 sacks and 200 tackles is it a linebacker it
1: is a defensive player austin (laughs) i'm not gonna tell you the position jesus christ child
0: don't tell me it's like chris jones with 25 pass breakups
1: it's not Chris Jones. Maybe you're getting it. It's closer. not a
0: Kansas City Chiefs. You've already said that. Not Bobby Wagner.
1: Nope.
0: Damn it. You're going to tell me this name. I'm going to be pissed. You are. Aaron Donald. I'm just going to throw that out there. Aaron Donald. <laughs> not Aaron Donald.
1: No, no, okay. Not.
0: <laughs> Is it a defensive lineman? Yes. Jesus. Yannick Ngakwe.
1: No. Uh, Buckner. Nope. Two more guesses, then I'm going to tell you. Khalil Mack no let's hear it JJ Watt Jesus Christ you know just pretty big probably probably just the best defensive player of our generation (laughs) JJ SWAT baby JJ SWAT so how impressive is that of him though 25 pass breakups is a defensive end yeah that's why he was given the name JJ SWAT I remember
0: when they went and played the the Patriots in the playoffs uh, or in, at least it was a regular season match for a playoffs position, Um, and the Patriots had to practice with broomsticks above the offensive line to help Tom Brady get ready for J.J. Watt so yeah. he wouldn't bat the balls out of the air. I yeah. freaking knew this. I was just set on it being a safety or linebacker. We were
1: here all night. Flipping all JJ night. Watt. So I thought that was interesting just because – uh, you know Jamal Adams wanting a trade, and is he how valuable is he? He's a, one of two players to ever do something like that, so pretty impressive to me. Uh, let's move on to name that bust. Boom, so let's do it. Name that bust. This player was drafted in between 2010 and 2012. I'll cut it down for you. 2010 to 2012. He was a top 10 pick. He was a quarterback. His career stats, career stats, he had 27 touchdown passes, 22 interceptions, threw for 4,967 yards. Say that again. 4,967 yards and a 57.5 completion percentage.
0: Did this quarterback happen to just retire named Johnny Manziel?
1: No, he Johnny Menzel was well before two thousand or well after two thousand twelve. Oh my god, why does it feel
0: like it was so long ago? Um, damn, two thousand ten, two thousand twelve. Top ten pick. Top ten pick. Is this Andrew Luck, RG three draft? No, Andrew. Before? Wait, what? Did you just think these stats were Andrew Luck's? I'm talking about the draft, like oh andrew luck or rg3 sorry
1: Sorry. um yes this was i think this was the draft before them yes
0: the draft before them um
1: andrew andrew luck was 2014 no this was 2014 right no when was andrew Andrew luck draft
0: uh was it 13 or 12
1: 12 it was 12 it was 12 so yes. so it is the one year before that correct
0: So So that would have been the year the Chiefs – this would have been the year the Chiefs had the number one pick. Oh, man. Okay. um, Top ten pick. No, because the Chiefs had that – it would have been the year before?
1: Yeah, so it's 2011, and Carolina had the first pick in this, not the Chiefs. 'Cause the year that they had the first pick was two thousand thirteen when you guys took Eric Fisher because the Jacks took yeah. Luke Jokel at pick two. So the first I'll just give you the first three picks were Cam Newton, Von Miller, Marcel Darius. This player oh was gosh. in the top ten, is a quarterback, and those were his stats.
0: Was it was it Tennessee?
1: It was Tennessee. So name that
0: player. Gosh dang it. He went to Washington, did he? He did.
1: Name that yeah, player. I, remember,
0: I I know who I'm thinking of. Give, give me a moment because my buddy thought this kid was the next big thing. Jake Locker. Boom. Yes. Yes. Nice yeah, my buddy was just – I mean, I remember him being at school being like, dude, this Jake Locker kid, that's going to be – because he replaced Vince Young. Right?
1: He did. He did. Yep. Yep. So his best game, because I've been doing best game, he had two touchdowns for 378 yards. Two touchdowns? Two touchdowns. No intercepts. Talk about a a stud. Yeah. So that's why he was the bust. But, man, and given... The Jags, you know, the, the Jags fucked up very badly on taking Blaine Gabbert in this draft class, so I can't really talk a lot <laughs> of shit. But, like, could you imagine taking a top-ten quarterback, thinking you're set, and you get less than 5,000 yards from him, and you get almost as many interceptions as touchdowns? <laughs> like, it's just, like, brutal.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that would freaking suck. Uh, But, you know, that's just kind of how it works out. Maybe Tennessee has it right here with Ryan Tannehill. Maybe. Maybe.
1: Maybe. We shall see. All right. You also brought up that the NFL – They're starting to cancel some stuff. So they just announced about an hour before we got on canceled week one and four of preseason. So now it's just weeks two and three, which is making it so everybody has one home game and one away game and they have changed the dates. I believe they have pushed it all back. So basically weeks one and two dates are canceled and then uh, it's basically week three and four dates are the same. It's just now different opponents and different home and away schedule. So uh, that's good. Uh, we all kind of figured this was coming. I don't think they'll I don't think they'll cancel anymore. I think they will keep it to two because I think that they also understand how valuable these can be for teams.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And the other thing that I noticed with it is that this puts a two week window in between the start of the NFL season. So if a player or players do get COVID nineteen and they have to go on you know on a two week uh, quarantine, <coughs> hey, that's right before the season starts. And I think that's a really good idea for the NFL is to be like, hey, here's your training camp. Let's lead into this. We're going to take the first week off in case one of your guys does get sick. They only miss one preseason game, so they at least get a game to play, you know, or if they do get sick during preseason. Hey, they'll be back before the season starts. That's always the plan. But, man, when you're going to be traveling this much all across the country, playing the games, the potential of fans being at stadiums because it's going to be state regulated, not league regulated. Um, So let's say Texas or Arizona, they've closed everything down for the next 30 days. But the Cardinals travel to Ohio and Ohio opens back up. Uh, Hey, they might have a a half a stadium full. You know what I mean? Seventy five percent or even twenty five percent. That's still quite a bit of people. That's quite a bit of people inside the stadium. That's, uh, you know, stadium employees, security guards, people in the locker room, all the coaches. If it gets in there, man, this thing can spread like wildfire. But I think a lot of people are on the mindset of let's just get it now and then we won't get it again during the season. You know what I mean? Like, let's just get it out of the way. I think that's
1: where a lot of people are with it. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. And California actually shutting back down starting – tomorrow today for everybody that's listening to this on thursday uh california is actually starting to do a shutdown as well so uh they'll be back to it yeah um all right supplemental draft canceled as well big deal absolutely not it doesn't really matter I know some people want to say like Chuba Hubbard was gonna enter that. No, he wasn't. He's staying with Oklahoma State. So like that that's the only reason why the supplemental draft would have even been interesting. But there's no way he was gonna do that anyways. He was sticking it out with Oklahoma State. So no big deal there. Uh, something else just got announced uh, that the NFL may be signing, making fans sign waivers, COVID-19 waivers, if they are gonna go into the stadium. That would make it so then they don't have to do like every other seat or anything like that. They can just fill it up. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? So they're planning on doing that and still having like full stadiums. They haven't announced. They just there's just con- uh, on capacity they haven't announced, but they are talking about uh, a flat or a waiver. Sorry, that the fans would have to sign. And I would assume if they're going to do that, they're planning on more than 50% capacity. I would assume.
0: Wow, uh, I did not hear this um, today, uh, but I'm honestly, I'm not surprised. It's probably, you know, it's you'd rather deal with the liability than be reliable for it. Uh, if people want to come and tailgate and go into the game, that's going to be their decision and ultimately on them. You, the only thing you're going to be doing is receiving the money. You know that you can't get in trouble for it. You have them sign a waiver. You made it pretty clear what the circumstances or uh, the conditions were. These people are responsible for their decisions. If they decide to go and they get sick and they have to go in quarantine for two weeks and don't get to be with their family or get to work, then ultimately that's on them. So I can't really blame the NFL, but I understand wanting people in the stadiums. But I also understand wanting to control this going around, uh, this disease. It's it's or the virus, excuse me, it's. It's a tough spot to be in, but man, if people are willing to go and they're willing to sign that and they're willing to pay for parking and the, the tickets and, you know, concessions and jerseys or whatever they buy in the stadium, damn it, then by golly, let's
1: go. Absolutely. So the next one is near and dear to my heart, and that's tailgating. So uh, Mississippi State came out today and already announced. Tailgating doesn't exist in 2020. Don't even think about it. Everywhere is going to be shut down. If that happens with Utah, which I think it's going to, I'm going to be heartbroken. I look forward to tailgating season more than I look forward to anything ever. It is fantastic. You get to hang out with your friends. You get to drink. You get to cook some awesome food. You get to talk about football, watch football. You get to play drinking games. And then you get to go watch real football. It's fantastic. There's literally nothing better. And they're gonna say that most likely it's not gonna happen. So then it comes down to, do I even do I just sell my season tickets this year and just get rid of those? And then I just do tailgating like at our houses, and then we just you know can get shitty. And then when the game starts, we just go onto the couch and watch it. I think that's the most realistic thing. So, you, I mean, you'll keep your season
0: tickets for the next season, but this one you're just going to sell them?
1: I mean, if tailgating does not exist, most likely. I don't really see a point in going to the games if I can't tailgate.
0: You see Mississippi, start, Mississippi State start this. Now you just wonder how many other people kind of fall in line with it. Like, you know what? Hey, we're not doing it either. As yeah. a university, because you're going to be bringing people from outside – you know, from all over the world, that watch a college game because that college football atmosphere is a lot different than an NFL game if you haven't been to either one. Um, if you haven't, don't feel bad. I mean, shoot, I didn't go till I was 19, 20. I didn't go to my first football game, college or NFL. Uh, so, I mean, it is amazing. So when you get an opportunity to go, definitely do it. This year, probably not going to happen for you, though, and I, I do feel bad because it is amazing and like you said, I feel bad for you, dude, but it is an awesome time. It's one of my favorite times of the year. It's definitely turned into that, um, especially with the tailgate scenes that I've got to witness and experience for myself um, being on the road and in Kansas City. It's going to
1: suck not having it, dude. It really is. It will, for sure. Just give us football, though. That's what it all comes down to. Yep. Uh, um, the SoFi board, so the L.A. stadium board, uh, looks awesome. Very similar to the Falcons one where it's around the stadium, but it looks awesome. There is a video going around on Twitter of it and it just looks dope, like very cool. They are doing it right with that stadium.
0: Yeah, I mean the one with Atlanta, you only get to see the inside of it and it's the way it's set up is like you look up and you're going to see every angle of it. With SoFi, it's both sides. That's what's incredible to me, and it is crystal clear quality video. I don't know if it's 4K, 5K, 10K, whatever K it is. It's a shit ton, but baby, does it look good, and that stadium looks magnificent. I just hope they can sell it out. I mean, how many people are really going to be going to a football game in L.A.? Are they going to be selling that entire stadium out for football games, or are they going to use it as a venue for other things, and that's how they get, you know, that's how they eventually paid off or you know, get their money from it. But like the Chargers, dude, they weren't selling at a soccer stadium. They're, you think they're going to sell at this stadium? That's where my question comes in. You build something this nice and pretty, you better hope you get some ass in
1: seats. I think they will, and yeah, yeah I think the concerts and all that stuff during the offseason is going to be where you can really make your money and whatnot. So yeah, but I think that there's going to be plenty of people – that want to travel to California and go to games as well. Like California is a very, you know, a destination everybody wants to go to. So I think that they won't have very much trouble actually selling it out.
0: I have a feeling you're probably going to be right. Let's get into Chris Jones and Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, Chris Jones hit the old news wave last night. When a report came out from NFL Network pretty much saying, hey, the Chiefs are not interested in paying Chris Jones $20 million a year. They clearly haven't been the entire time. They haven't seen him as a $20 million guy. Chris Jones, see this report and tweets, then I'm just not going to play. Along those lines, that's what he said in a quote. I've learned from Le'Veon Bell. Yes. I have known from the first time that I saw them working out together, and I think it's Florida where they work out, uh, That it wasn't going to be good for the Chiefs with Chris Jones because Le'Veon Bell is going to be sitting there spitting everything he's ever dealt with, whether he was right or he was wrong. It's just like your uncle that got screwed over giving you advice on the world and just hating on everything because you haven't experienced yet. So you build this mindset with it that the people only want to use you um, in a negative way or they don't want to give you any positive value with it because – someone you look up to has been screwed over, then by golly, they're going to screw me over too. Now, I don't know if that's what the Chiefs are doing or wanting to do or anything like that, but damn, as a Chiefs fan, I don't like seeing that because I felt like Le'Veon Bell made his situation so much more difficult than it should have been from the start. Chris Jones has been doing things right. Last year, he didn't have much leverage. He would have been fined and not been paid anything last year. He comes out, balls out, the entire season into the playoffs, even dealing with the injury, comes back, makes a huge impact. Trace, you label him as a Super Bowl MVP. I see it, but damn, dude, I don't want Le'Veon Bell getting in his head and just saying all this stuff, and he just kind of screws himself out of a better contract or an opportunity to do well. Now, in saying that. I do think Chris Jones has done everything the right way so far. I do think he deserves to be paid $20 million a year. I think the Chiefs can't afford it after next season, even with paying Patrick Mahomes. Because an Anthony Hitchens, a Sammy Watkins, an LDT, an Eric Fisher, Mitchell Schwartz, honestly, they might not be on payroll next year. There's about four or five guys that are getting close to over $10 million, right at $10 million a year, that might not be on payroll. That gives you an opportunity to afford your best receiver, your best quarterback and your best defensive tackle and defensive end and safety while keeping your core pieces on the rest of the on the both sides of the ball.
1: Yeah, uh, we all know where I stand. I think that he was the MVP, like you said, of the Super Bowl. I think he wants to be in Kansas City. I think he's going to be there tough to see that obviously you never want to see that as a fan like oh shit like what's going to happen here um i do think that they are going to have to make some tough decisions so i know you mentioned the guys but like the guys you are naming getting out i don't think any of those are tough decisions i do think that they're going to have to finally make some tough decisions on who to keep they're going to have to let one of these stud players go like they're gonna have to like it's unrealistic to think that they're going to keep all these guys when you're about to to pay Patrick Mahomes 50 million dollars a year um you in my opinion it can't be Chris Jones the player that you choose to let go though like that's the guy that you can't do so um who that player is I don't know right like I I think Frank Clark is is great too but I would much rather pay Chris Jones and Frank Clark
0: yep and I mean the thing is that they can they can honestly afford both of them for at least a year or two like, it's going to sure. make things tight, but shit, as long as you got Travis Kelsey, now Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Sammy – or not Sammy Waxons, Tyree Kill, and Michael Hardman, your offense is going to be fine. Get the ball out quick. Let it make something happen. They're pros for a reason. Yep,
1: for sure. So it'll be interesting to see that works. Um, then it came out today. Yannick's like, yeah, I'm still not signing. Yeah, we already know this, Yannick, but guess what? You have no leverage. You talked about how Chris Jones would have no leverage last year that's kind of where I feel like, even though he's still franchise tagged Yannick, I just kind of feel like Yannick is nowhere with leverage. Like we can, Jags can franchise tag him twice if they want. And he, he's upset because he hasn't been making a lot of money. Cause he was a third round pick. Um, obviously outplayed that, but you have no leverage. Like that's basically what you're in at. If you're not going to play, like you're going to get fined a ton. You haven't made as much money in your career. Are you really going to say no to like $18 million a year this next year and not play? Uh, because that's like quadruple what you've made in your career. So uh, make that make that decision. So uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see how that plays out. Uh, um, <laughs> this you can see that I'm still just so bitter about just his just how you he's, are. Um,
0: I guess this is just our rant episode, dude. Like we've I I, especially me. I'm sorry.
1: No, you're good. Um, so let's let's cheer up here. The culprit For is sure. caught. He's caught. So, what you, what I'm talking about is Jay Cutler. They got him. They found it. And I think I even said I think it was a raccoon last episode. You, you did actually. You did say that. And I was like, ah, I think it's a possum. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome that is done. A little upsetting though, because now what? Now what are we gonna do? Like, I just want him still to give me some Instagram lives every day. Like, what is he doing with uh? You know what is he doing with his farm animals? Like show us around your house, your farm. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, Jay. Just show us some more. Like we we need yeah. more Jay Cutler. Like don't we need to see him. how the we need to see how the ladies are
0: doing. How old Blue is? We know he scares the shit out of you, but man, we need to see it. Yeah, we you know? need
1: to see him. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Did you see what he had to do to get the raccoon? So he put up a tree stand and sat in the tree stand all night. All
1: night in the in a stormy weather too.
0: Yeah, in the yeah. storm. But he got a chicken, like a raw chicken, from the store and laid it out. And then when the raccoon went after it, he knocked it out. You
1: know, he walloped it. Get out of here, raccoon. And then he's like, you know the raccoon has family. They're coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, shit. uh,
0: Man, have you ever been, like, raccoon hunting? No,
1: I haven't been raccoon hunting. Dude, it freaking
0: sucks. It sucks. Like my family, I did it with my, my dad and my brother growing up, and my little brother loves it. But you pretty much, you just you drive a truck out in the middle of the woods. You get permission to, to be able to roam on their land at night. You open the dog crate. You let the dogs out, and they just take off into the darkness. And then you just stand there, and you wait. You're sitting there with a freaking battery pack on your side with a cord that runs up to a light on a hat. You're pretty much wearing a hard hat with a light on it. And that's the way you look. So you turn it on. It's a big, bright, like, spotlight. That's how you see. And then once the dogs bark, you go find them. And then you, so if they're, like, a mile and a half away, you're walking a fucking mile and a half to get the dogs. And then you got to find out what they grabbed. Do they get, do they even tree a raccoon? Then you, once you get to them, you're like, all right, well, keep it up. Good job, good job. You look up in the tree. There might be a raccoon. There might be a possum. They might have been chasing a deer. Hell, there might be a freaking panther or a cougar up there. Who flipping knows? My dumbass didn't know, but I'm sitting here just like through the dumps and mines of Missouri, the Ozarks, just running around. And, of course, our dogs are like black and tan or walkers or blue ticks. Hey, not the easiest dogs to see at night, Trees. So you just hear rustling in the leaves, and you just shine your light to it, and you just see like a blur go by. It's like a scary movie. You're like, oh, shit, what was that? Because you just heard reports that there's a panther sighting in the area. And here's the other thing you don't even think about. Half the time when you're in the field, there's cows out in this field, Trees. You ever just stood in the field and you look to your left and there's a fucking cow staring at you? I have. That's scary. Anyways, raccoon hunting sucks. I just went on another tangent. It was it un- unnecessary.
1: Huh? Like, that doesn't huh? Even sound enjoyable.
0: It's not. And it's these honestly, dogs are... Honestly,
1: like a waste of time. Like, that seems like a very... Like, I would rather just be in bed.
0: Tell me about it. All right. That's what I did. That's what I decided to do. I stopped going. They're like, are you sure you don't want to go, Austin? You sure? Yeah, I'm all right. I don't want to be sitting there scared shitless the whole fucking time (laughs) trying to wonder if it's my dog running up to me or whatnot. And then once you get the raccoon, guess who's carrying it? Not the guy who shot it out of the tree. Not the youngest brother. The oldest one. So then I got to carry like this 35-pound freaking raccoon. All the way back a mile and a half. Those things get heavy after a while. What do you do with it? You skin it. You sell the skin. You make hats oh. out of it. Oh my god, this just—it gets Yeehaw, worse, brother.
1: If, <laughs> worse.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then but, you go to dog shows once, a, like one Saturday a month. Who's got the best looking dog? You want to trade dogs? Hey, how about I trade you two dogs for a foiler, pal?
1: Yeah, but Utah's the weird place.
0: Touche. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Bro, I grew right, up okay, in a village of
0: 700 people. Yeah. Yeah, pretty freaking weird. But speaking of Jay Cutler, glad he got his raccoon into it. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the best part of our episode, though. <laughs> Wiffleball tournament, 4th of July is coming up. I grew up playing wiffle ball. Uh, I know Teresa's got a better story here, but I want to get mine out of the way. Then I'll shut up for a little bit. Uh, but my neighbor, they had like a huge, a huge backyard, uh, and the way their backyard was set up is that they had like a, a whole row of trees on one end, and then they had a fence uh, to a, a person's property on the other side, and it all came together in the middle at one point, which is kind of what we called center field. But left field was legitimately like the green monster. That's how tall the trees were. They, the big blossomed and green uh, leaves. They were just, they're massive fucking trees. Okay. Uh, we set up home plate then you get the fence barbed wire fence on the right side If you tried catching a robbing a home run over there, you were just asking for trouble uh, So that usually didn't happen But man, we had so much fun because we'd get everyone like riding by on their bikes as D is playing but like, hey Can we play absolutely? Let's go and then my little brother I'm five years older than him. So I'm playing, you know 13 14 he's the, the age that he is and this dude is hitting bombs I am talking freaking bombs. Eight, nine, seven, eight, nine years old, just cranking this shit every time at bat. And then he would just run the bases and then be on his way. He'd be like, all right, I'm done. Because he didn't want to play defense. And then when it was like his team's turn to bat again, he'd be like, oh, I do want to play. I want to play again. And he'd just crack another home run. That was my experience of growing up in the summer playing Wolf of Ball with my neighbors. Listen to Justin Trees here because this is absolutely incredible.
1: <laughs> so we really got into whipple ball. We had lots of different tournaments, a lot of different people. We would play. Losing team had to go and buy drinks for the other guys. And we'd go, go get drinks and food, come back. But we had, we kept track of stats, home runs. So we built our own like green monster wall out of cardboard. And we had literally like our names on them with paper, with a pin. And you would just change your number each time you hit a home run. And all st- Summer long, we'd just be keeping track of our home runs. I'd be going, and and you talk about this a lot on Mike Up, so it's funny. This was prime time, right when Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were going on, like this oh. same exact time. So it just made it that much better. Our home run celebrations were insane. We all had to wear, we all. I don't know if I ever said this last, last time, uh, we all had to have a certain batting stance. We had to, we had to choose a player at the start of the season and that's who we had to hit like the entire year. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So mine, I did choose Sammy Sosa because I loved how like when he gets super aggressive, like in his stance, like sometimes the bat goes above his head or (laughs) his face a little bit. Like I just felt like, yeah, that was it. We did – I remember we picked names out of the hat who went first. And, of course, I didn't get first pick, so I couldn't hit, like, freaking Griffey, and I was pissed. But, yeah, dude, it was fantastic. Home runs. We had a spot in center field that was a house, and it was super far away. But if you hit a certain part of the house – and it was seriously, like, the size of, like, two home plates. Like, a super small. It's a vent inside to a house and um, to a garage. And if you hit that – um the pitcher owed that person cookies all summer long. Like whenever that person wanted cookies, like they would just call me, Hey, I want some cookies. And your job was to go into and give them what I lived at home. So you go into the pantry or you ask your mom, Hey, we need to go buy cookies because I owe this person cookies. And that's how it went. And it was fantastic. Loved every, I miss being a kid strictly because of that. It was awesome. We used to play football. I, I, uh, me and my friend were talking about this the other day. Like, we were always outside like as kids like i was like never inside given i played a shit ton of video games too but like it was at nighttime like during the day always inside we used to play football and stuff and my parents used to have like those huge like things like for christmas that you put in your yard that are like look like candy canes or like snowman and they're like freaking wood pieces not like the inflatable ones like wood ones and, like, when we were playing football, those would be the defenders. Since we were only playing two-on-two, on two, like, you, like, as a defensive back, like, I'll be here and here because they can't run over here. They're going to run into that. Like, you'd use them, like, almost as a sideline. And, stuff. and dude, my parents got so pissed. We broke every single one of them every year. And, like, <laughs> then I just, like, go into the garage and my mom's fucking – Trying to like glue it back together and shit because those things aren't cheap. Like (laughs) buying those type of things and like you're just running, you're not paying attention, fucking smack into it, (laughs) broken, (laughs) broken candy cane or whatnot. It was just, it's fantastic. We had so and then I think I've mentioned this. We all we'd do basketball tournaments, one on one basketball tournaments, and me and my friends. We all lived like within like just a cup, like a block of each other and so we uh-huh. had our own home field games or home stadium games in this case and so like you'd have to go to that person's house and play games there and then like we do tournaments there so it's like all right me versus andrew oh shit it's a it's a home game for andrew i have to walk to his house and play <laughs> and then like, they get ball to start because it's home court advantage and stuff dude fucking love it i miss being a kid so much so much dude. that is
0: awesome you mentioned having defenders set up we had the same thing but we just called them trees uh <laughs> that shit hurt <laughs>
1: doesn't build that shit hurt <laughs> yeah um super fun love it all right okay but on to our second annual football team so last year we both built our own team and we did a snake draft which was super fun this year we're going to build our own just one team like let's let's build a team here so Let's start off with our first baseman. Who do you think a good first baseman is going to be for our wiffle ball team, Austin? So I want
0: a guy that gets targeted a lot, um, and he's used to having the ball fired at him accurately. Uh, Sometimes it's not, but he's still going to come up with a catch. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter where it's placed. He's going to come down with it. Uh, So in my mind, that's Mr. Nuke, DeAndre Hopkins. I want Hopkins as my first baseman. He's going to be able to catch the ball anywhere, no matter where it's placed, one hand, two hands. Some people might say Odell. We'll wait for Odell. There's another spot for him.
1: Interesting. So I actually don't want to go nuke at first base. I think we could use him elsewhere.
0: Where else do you think he could be used?
1: I think he could be used literally
0: anywhere else, actually. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) Um, I'm just thinking like my first baseman probably want a bigger body guy, but I do get it because of wanting to catch it. But like who I thought of was Travis Kelsey, because I also think of like a surefire guy and a guy that can go down and like scoop it up. So I actually want Travis Kelsey. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll, we're going to end up making two different teams here. Maybe I that's think that's fine.
0: actually exactly what we're going to, I'm going to go ahead and get my pen and paper back out because yeah. that's, I think exactly what's going to happen because yeah. I have Travis Kelsey in my mind so okay so we
1: have first base you have you have nuke Uh and then i have travis kelsey okay all right so now let's go to second base my second baseman i am gonna go with saquon barkley big body dude guy that can move around still um doesn't need the strongest arm, but you want to know what? He's going to be in the right position. He's going to be able to move laterally very well with those quads. So I'm going to go with Saquon at my second baseman, baseman.
0: So I'm actually going to take Zeke. Um, You know, I want those quick feet, being able to stop on a dime, change direction, catch the ball if you need to, roll a double play. I want Zeke at second. All right. Did you,
1: like, did you have it shortstop? I'm going to go with another running back, and I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey. I think. Mr. Athletic, a dude that can move, literally, guy that if a ball like is gonna drop in early in the outfield, like he can he can run and get that. You know he's an athlete, right? Like I, I want the one of the best athletes there. So I'm I'm gonna go with CMC there.
0: All right, that's great. short uh, shortstop. You just said Christian McCaffrey, correct? Yep. I'm gonna take a guy who actually plays shortstop, uh, but he was in the NFL now. Russell Wilson. Yep. That's I think that's it. The ultimate leader. He's gonna do things the right way. He's smart. He knows what's going on at all times on the field. I want Russell Wilson at shortstop. And I'm gonna roll right into third base. Travis Kelsey. That's where I want my bigger body, strong armed guy at. Travis Kelsey played quarterback in high school. He tried to throw a couple in the NFL. Uh, they don't usually look pretty good, but man, it's getting zinged over there. I want Travis Kelsey. I want that big body, quick reactions, nice hands, being able to get in front of the ball, box anything out, keep it all in front of him. That's what I want. I want Travis Kelsey right there for me, not George Kittle, the best tight end in the NFL. Travis Kelsey.
1: Man, um, that's great. Um, I'm not gonna <laughs> argue that. Like I, I mean, I'm gonna argue the whole best tight end thing. I'm there. Dude, they're one A and one B to me. I don't really give a shit who's who's who at this point. It doesn't matter to me. Um, so you're gonna go with Travis Kelsey at that position. Um, I'm actually gonna go with the other tight end. Then I'm gonna have two tight ends on my roster, and I am gonna go with George Kittle at tight end, or at third base here. And honestly, same exact reasons that you said. I think that George Kittle can do all of those. All right, I guess that's fair. Because that's fair. All right. We're going to go just left field. Um, Okay. So left field, I am going to go with – this one's tough. So I thought about – I'm going to just do it. I'm going to go with Mike Evans.
0: Mike Evans. That's fair. That's good.
1: Yeah, Yeah can catch it over the body like whatever he needs to do fast long you know long strider and all that i'm gonna go with mike evans there that's
0: good left field actually that's this is where i have odell um another strong-armed guy sometimes you're gonna have to zing it to home sometimes you're gonna have to zip it to third um you gotta you gotta be aware at all times because you're gonna have a lot of right-handed batters and they're gonna be pulling over there i also want a guy that's gonna be able to rob some home runs uh that's my man odell beckham jr Let's take it into center field. I think this is a pretty obvious choice, and if you don't have him here as well, I might be a little upset with you. But I'm actually going to take Tyree Kill. Be able to get all over the field in an instant. You know, whether it's deep, whether it's partly right field, whether it's partly left field, whether you got to run in, run towards the infield for a blooper. I just want to know that my guy is going to get there and he's going to come down with it. And Tyree Kill is pretty good at catching some deep balls.
1: He is. So do you want to be mad at me now or later?
0: I mean, I might as well just be mad at you now, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm going with Julio Jones.
0: All right. that's. I mean, I can't be upset with that. But I am.
1: But I am. But you are. But you are. Um, So now we're going to right field. And when I think of right field, I need somebody that one has hops because I think there's a lot of people trying to – push it to right field now and we're getting more and more lefties as as we come for uh when they're pulling it and then guy that i think has a strong arm just a cannon um but also a fantastic athlete and so i actually went with odell here because i think that he is a guy from right field that can make it all the way can make the throw all the way to third i've seen him throw the football 50 yards in with ease so absolutely uh, so actually that's why i end up when I was saying this was tough cuz I was trying to figure out who I wanted to play my left and right field to there with between Mike Evans and Odell.
0: Yeah. So with my right field, um this is usually where I where I look at a guy and like, "Hey, sometimes you're going to have a runner on second, uh, and a guy's going to pull it to you know, they're going to push it to right or maybe even pull it to right to kind of get a deep out and then they can advance the runner, right?" Times you're going to have to have that strong arm to zing it from right field to third. So I want a quarterback there. And a quarterback with some speed. I want Deshaun Watson. Okay. Because I trust that he's going to be able to get it across the field, right there on the money, accurately. That's where I. That's who I want in my right field. Um, I'm also noticing we don't have any defensive players on this list.
1: Which is funny because last year I had four defensive players. Did you really? Yeah. Because I went with, like, Dion, Dion Jones, and I obviously had Ramsey in there. I had Miles Jack in there. Maybe it was only three. I think I I only had those three. But, yeah, so we went very offensive heavy here. Um, So for pitcher, I think we both have the same here. I think this is the one time we're going to have the same, and that is your boy, Patrick Mahomes.
0: Thank you. I think it's pretty obvious. Homeboy throws
1: heat. Yep. Uh, who do you have at catcher? At catcher? um that is actually very tough now that i'm starting to think about it um i want somebody that's strong that's going to be able to be a power hitter for me a dude that you're not going to run over right and actually i'm going to go with daniel hunter
0: Ooh, that's a good one that's a good one do you want to know mine yeah quentin nelson fuck that ain't good. nobody Damn coming to home really plate you want to steal yeah. third l-o-l are you still home excuse me L-O-L. It ain't freaking happening with Quentin Nelson sitting there. And plus, he's going to talk mad shit. He might yell at you if you're batting. That's what I want. I want people coming to the plate terrified that um, this guy's just going to murder you. That's the fear I want inflicted to the batters, especially with Patrick Mahomes up there. So, so who's your D-H? Oh, damn. I didn't even think of that. Um, D-H. So it's got it's got to be your power hitter.
1: So I had a guy, but I almost want to steal Quentin Nelson from you, but I'm not going to. I'm not gonna steal. I'm gonna keep with what I had.
0: Yeah. I have
1: Derek Henry as my DH.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Um man. I'm trying to think like DH wise, like kind of what's their what's their mindset gonna be. That might be my George Kittle. George yeah. Kittle might be my DH.
1: That's good. That's you solid. Know, um I actually thought about I Again, I thought – I actually thought about switching Henry and Kittle there for third and DH, so I have no problem with that whatsoever. Okay, so let's go over this again. First base, you have Nuke. I have Travis Mm -hmm. Kelsey. Second base, we both went running back. I had Saquon. You had Zeke. Shortstop, I had Christian McCaffrey. You had Russell Wilson. Third base, tight end City. I went with Kittle. You went with Travis Kelsey. Outfield, we'll name your three. You went Odell in left, Tyreek in center, Deshaun Watson in right. I went Mike Evans left, Julio center, Odell right. Pitcher, we both went Patrick Mahomes. Catcher, Nelson and Hunter. I really love the Nelson one. I I, I really like my Hunter one, but, like, that Nelson one is gold. I actually really, really (laughs) like it. Um, And then DH, you went Kittle. I went Derek Henry. We got, we got we got some studs in our team. I'm actually yeah. surprised none of us like went with one Lamar Jackson just with how fast he is. I I could I could have saw one of us going with there in so, the outfield.
0: I actually had him originally wrote down for my right field, and I was just like, nah, I want a guy with the stronger arm, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> a more <laughs> accurate arm throwing down the field. So I went with Deshaun Watson. Let's just, you know, let's just pour
1: some salt in the wound here. Yeah, seriously. Um, Another guy I thought about was Austin Eckler on the infield. I did consider him.
0: Ooh, he'd be a good second baseman.
1: Yeah. Short sure. little hoppy son of a gun. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay. So we're going to post this. We'll see what people think. We'll have other people join in. Have Have some fun. Build your own rosters. And we're going to go from there. So that does it for us. We hope you guys all have a safe 4th of July, uh, a fun 4th of July. It wouldn't be a football podcast if we didn't make a certain joke about, you know, a certain player blowing off his fingers in JPP. So don't don't pull a JPP, please. Let's have some fun. Um, and we appreciate you guys. You can always you can find us. At talking underscore football, me at Justin Therese, or Austin at Austin Seaham thirty three. We appreciate it. Tonight we've been talking football.